Jesus, you are here. Walking from seat to seat, from heart to heart, without prejudice. Jesus, you're only interested in one thing here, and that's to change people's lives forever. You're going to heal the brokenhearted. You're going to perform miracles of healing. Depression and fear will melt like wax on fire. You know why, Jesus? Because we actually believe that you are risen from the dead. And you are alive and you are present. So where two or three are gathered in your name. Lord Jesus, this is not a religious meeting. This is a resurrection meeting. We believe that you are alive. If you believe it, I want you to give Jesus some praise at this point.
Waiting you for such a long time Expecting nothing in return Come on and have faith Just a little faith Eternity is our friend Jesus some praise in this place. Hallelujah. Let's give the musicians a big clap. They're brilliant. You may be seated. Uh, I didn't plan to sing the song this morning, but but when Faye got up here and just started encouraging you to believe. That even though things seem impossible, Jesus is here. I sense his presence here. And uh, some of you may not be, you know, maybe the first time in the church like this. And I just want to tell you that, yes, we're all nuts. But we are screwed on to the right boat. And his name is Jesus. Come on, somebody say amen. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, just sitting there this morning, I got, you know, got my prepared message and everything. But I've learned something that, that clever words don't change anyone. But right words will, will change you. And your time here is too precious for me to waste just proving that I'm a great preacher and very good looking. I don't work out, you know, this is just natural. I know. <clears throat> but I, but, but you are here, you've taken the time to come this morning, some of you. It may be the first time here and you may feel a little bit uncomfortable because you're not used to this culture. Just think it's like a mass karaoke and you'll be fine. I understand that, I've been there. And you know what, I know that some of you here are facing issues in your life, and the last person you feel can answer your questions is some guy that died 2,000 years ago on a cross that religious people talk about. I want to tell you something right now. We, we're not here to promote religion, or we're not here to promote this church. We're here because we actually do believe that Jesus is alive. He's risen from the dead. And he's here now. He's here now. He's right here now. And you say, but Ray, I don't go to church. I'm not religious. Man, that it makes no difference. Jesus didn't come for religious people. He came for hurting people. Je Jesus, didn't come for, Jesus didn't come for any special sort of group of people. He came for people who were feeling lost. 
And I know that some of you out here today, you're just feeling lost. Lost. We were on the square on Friday and, and I was walking around looking at people and, and Dave was preaching and the, and the, the band was singing and I, I looked in, in some of the people's faces and the, it, it was like this, that look. Like, could this be true? You see, you see, on the outside, we, we, you know, it looks like we got it all together. And some of you have got great social lives. And some of you got, got great family lives. And some of you got, it's like great, but, but, but there are moments, aren't there? Come on, there are moments when you think, what? I mean, who am I? You know, many people say, when you, when you go to people and you say, who are you? Do you know the first thing they go is list off what they do. Well, I'm a banker. I'm a, a, a painter and decorator. I, I'm a bodybuilder like Ray Bevan. I, I'm a, I'm a, and we go through, we go through, we, we, we go through the list. No, Jesus doesn't ask you what you do. He's saying, who are you? Who are you when the crowds have gone? Who are you when the parties are over? Who are you when you're on your own and you're trying to figure things out and when you try to forget so you just get, you know, let, let's go back to work. Let's work a couple more uh, hours overtime. Let's go down the pub, have a couple of jugs. Let's smoke another joint. I mean, whatever. It's because we are running away from the question, who am I? Who really am I? And I'm so glad you, that you are here because some of you are in a situation where, you, you know, listen, listen. You, you know, see, see, don't put God in a box, right? You're not here by accident. See, see, don't box God up. You know, God can only speak, you know, from a church with a spire and, and a, a man with a, with a collar and, and we, we got this picture of like, God will speak to me like that. Forget it. God can speak to you through a packet of frozen peas in Tesco's. Come on, somebody, help me out here. I'm telling you. And I know that God has been speaking to many of you here. Oh, but Ray, I don't go to church. It matters not. He goes where you are, not where he... Come on, he goes where you are. And he's, and he's seen those tears. And he has seen those questions. He saw it in my life when I was a, in a rock band in the 60s. I didn't go to church. But thank God Jesus came to me. And I know, I know that, he, that, he's, that he's gone to where you are this week even. I don't know, you could be watching a movie like, you know, Saw 3 or something. Or Bambi gets his revenge back. I don't know, you, you, you may, you, I don't know, you may, you may have been watching a movie, you, you may have been talking to a friend, and you've had one of them moments. Do you know what I'm talking about with those moments? And God, and God, and, and see, God, God, Jesus only needs this much. He only needs this much of a gap in your life to get to you. And uh, 
You know, that song I sang, Have a Little Faith in Me, it's a secular song. Uh, and I'm, uh, I've been in the ministry now. I actually helped Noah build the ark. I mean, it was that long ago. I mean, I, I've, I've, been, I've been a Christian for over 40 odd years. And do you know, the older I get, the, the, the real, I realize the less I know about his amazing love and his ability to reach me where I am. And I've tried to box God. I try to put him in a box and he speaks like this and he comes. No, man. He just wants to get to where you are. And I was going through some stuff and I actually wanted to give up the ministry and everything. I just wanted to pack it in, give it up. I was at my lowest. And then my mate, a friend called Bobby Ball, a comedian, some of you have heard of him. He rings me up, all right, cock. He says, come up here. Come and spend a day with me. I walked in his house and Bobby said, sit down there. And I'm feeling my worst. I'm feeling at my lowest. And I walk in and he says, sit down there. And he said, listen to this song. And he played me that song. You know what happened to me? You see, here's me thinking, God, God speak to me, God. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to speak me through the Bible or, or some prophet is going to ring me up or, or some angel is going to come in my bathroom and frighten the life out of me and, 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 and go, fear not, and, and speak. And I had all these ideas of how God was going to meet me in my deepest need. But he didn't do any of them. He did it through a flipping comedian. Well, who thinks he's a comedian? My mate Bobby. And, he, and, and, and the song, and I sat that tears running on my face. It was as if Jesus walked in that room, picked up the mic, and sang it to me personally. Come on, Ray. Just have a bit of faith in me, bro. And I'm so glad that Jesus speaks to me in a language I can understand. If he spoke to me in Taiwanese, I wouldn't have a clue what he's talking about. Hey, Ray. What? 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 No one. What? And some of you, you think God is like, you know, and do you know what? I want to apologize for the church in Wales. For, for, for us preachers who presented a God to you that lives up in the cloud somewhere and speaks like, Sorry. He's not like that. He came in Jesus Christ to show you that I'm touched by the things you feel. I, I know what loneliness is. I know what it means to, be, to, to, to die alone. And he's here. And, and he spoke to me. And, and, you know, he threw this song. I've been in a movie sometimes and wondering about stuff and and it wasn't through the Bible that God spoke to me. It was, through, it was through a movie or something. Am I talking to the right people here? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, do you know what? I'm, I'm in this, I mean, this is, Dave, I would not plan to say any of this. But you know what? Your heart is more important than my sermon. Come on, help me somebody in this place. Your life, man, your life. Your life is more important on me preaching a great sermon and you going away thinking, oh, what a great sermon. Didn't understand it, but a great sermon. No, I, I you know, I, uh, unless you become like a little child, 
Jesus said, you're not going to get it. And I remember preaching in a church once, and just before I got up to preach, the pastor got up and he says, uh, I want to apologize to Ray publicly for believing the rumors about him. That's a great way to introduce you to the church, isn't it? I know what I'd be thinking if I was out there. Tell us the rumors. Tell us the rumors. Because that's human nature, isn't it? I couldn't believe it. He says, yeah. And I, and I, and I thought to myself, yeah, I've been wondering why like, our relationship has been stra strained for a couple of years. And this is what he said. He said, because I believe the rumors. See, rumors basically misrepresent people. He said, because Ray was misrepresented to me, it affected my relationship with him. Religion has done that with Jesus. And the most misrepresented person in the universe is Jesus Christ. Because he's been presented as someone who's here to judge you and beat you up and rob you of life. I've come here to bury the lies about God. I want to tell you, Jesus is the way and he is the truth and he is the life. He is the life. And who knows, God could be using this little hobbit from the Shire this morning to speak to you. Don't switch off because I'm a preacher. Before I'm a preacher, I'm a bloke. We are human beings just trying to deal with life. And Jesus gets in the mess with us. He rolls up his, in fact, he died on a cross 2,000 years ago with two thieves either side of him. Probably those guys, their family had rejected them. Their family, they were dying alone. But no, no, no. But Jesus made sure they didn't die alone. And they both had a choice. And we got a choice here. Either we believe he is who he says he is. One thief just uh, rejected him. But the other thief, man, he prayed a long prayer. This thief who was on the edge of eternity, he was about to step into the next world. And he's dying. And he, under, and he prayed a long prayer. This is his long prayer. Jesus, remember me. Remember me. And Jesus, was, it was like a magnet to iron filings. <laughs> Safe. Come on, somebody. We're not dealing, we're not dealing, we're not dealing with some impersonal religious God here. We're talking about a God who, un who came down to earth in a human body, took on a human form. And lived life like we got to live it. And he's here. I don't care. I don't care. Hey. <laughs> he's walking from seat to seat. And he's speaking. I don't know. John the Apostle said, his voice is like the sound of many waters. And as I'm speaking, somehow Jesus is breaking it down. So that you can understand 
that you are loved and you don't have to deal with life alone. Let, let me, let me, I, I, I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to explain to you, don't box God, don't, don't shut him out. I'm driving my car, I'm driving my, my granddaughter to school. Seven. This is just not so long ago. And I'm dealing with issues. And she's always singing. Always singing. Always singing. Happy little kid. I'm driving her to school. And the one morning I didn't want her to sing was that morning. Because I wanted to hear from God. God, speak to me. I've been praying for three days. Speak to me, God. Speak to me. Reach me here. That's the time, you know, you want to put the... You wish you could put the kids in a freezer for three days. You want to go back, pick them up. <laughs> so, so I'm... I, this is me. This is me. God, God, inside my heart. God, just like you are. Just like you've been for the last maybe three weeks. God, What's life all about? Who got God? And here you are, listening to this very good-looking, well-built preacher here, thinking, my God, could God, listen, I'm driving in the car, and I'm at God, and she's singing, and then she's singing, and then the Holy Spirit said to me, Ray, listen to what she's singing. Now, my granddaughter, she's, Never been to like a spiritual meeting where she's heard prophecy or anything. You know, she, she just sings Elsa's frozen song, uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast now. She'll go and see that's brilliant. And I'm driving, God! And he said, listen, and this is what my granddaughter was singing. I love you, my son. I've never forgotten you. All that you've done for me will be rewarded. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And right there in the car through my seven-year-old granddaughter, because Jesus wanted to get to me, he caused my granddaughter to start prophesying in song. Come on, somebody. Don't limit God. Don't limit him. Don't limit him. Man, I had a brilliant sermon. Oh, you should hear it. Perhaps next time when you come back. But I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna say this really. I just wanna say the whole the whole deal about Easter is that Jesus hates anything that robs us of life and joy and peace and happiness and and he came and dealt with it on a cross 2,000 years ago. And then he rose from the dead. And he said, devil, no longer do you have authority over the human race. No longer can you just mess people's lives up willy-nilly. Anyone who believes in me will, f will can have abundant life, eternal life, and my help. Imagine this, imagine this. When Jesus died on the cross, they thought it was all over. They thought he's done, he's finished. But the Bible talks about what happened after Jesus died. 
he actually not only had to carry our sins. See, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, do you know what God was doing? He was judging his son so that he didn't have to judge you. And all your sins, all the stuff that you beat yourself up about, and some of you may think, well, I'm not a sinner. Well, you just thought you sinned right there. We're all sinners. Don't give me that. I'm not going to spend three hours here. You're a sinner. You know it. Even your dog knows it. So accept the fact, okay, that you're a sinner. And that's the problem. That's, the, that's, the, that's what's making you unhappy. That's what's not filling the hole. That's what, what, why you feel lonely in a, in, in a crowd. Because that sin cuts you off from God. So that's why he came. He says, I want to build a relationship with my, with my creation. So Jesus came. I'll take their sin. I'll take their punishment. So when Jesus hung on the cross, he took, the Bible says that he took all our sin, all the sins we've ever committed, past, present, and future. And he said, Father, don't punish them. Punish me. And Jesus took the bullet. And God was satisfied. And then he goes down in a grave, and then he rose from the grave, and, and now he says, hey, listen, anyone who comes to me, anyone who comes to me, Jesus didn't die like this. He died like this. And he says, if you're weary and heavy laden, just come to me, and I'll give you life. Listen. There's only one sin that God sees when he looks at the world through the cross. Do you know what that sin is? Forgiven sin. All your sins have been forgiven. Jesus paid the bill and his resurrection gives us the receipt paid in full. All you have to do is to believe. All you have to do is have a little faith. I'm going to pray in just a moment. But before I pray, I want to share this with you. I'm flying back from Norway on a plane. I'm sitting there and normally I, I just like to sit on my own on a plane because there's weird people around. So I just like to keep myself to myself. So I'm on the plane. And this guy comes and sits by me, right? And, and, uh, and, and he had his, leg, his leg was in plaster. So with my keen, sharp mind, I thought, he's done something to his leg here. So, so, and I don't normally do this, but I turned to the guy and I said, hey, hey, mate, what have you done to your leg? And he said, ah, he said, I've been skiing up the north of Norway and, and I had an accident. Like I had to come home early and, uh, and I just broke my foot. I said, oh, we started talking. And uh, so I said, so I said, what do you do then? What, what's, what's your job? He said, uh, he said, I'm a portrait. He said, I'm a portrait artist. End of conversation. What do I know about portrait artists? I just know about them reproductions up in the in shops. But anyway, all I, so anyway, 
So, so no, then he went, he went really like modest looking. And this is what he said. Actually, he said, I don't broadcast this, but because you ask. He said, I'm the personal portrait artist for the royal family. That was the end of the conversation now. I said, what? He said, yeah. He said, you know, I'm just one of three people that, that paint the queen. And he said, I've done a lot of uh, political figures. I'm on my way. Um, they, they've they've uh, they've uh, commissioned me from Rome to come over and 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 paint the new Pope and he was a man. I, I said, "Wow!" Then he said, "What do you do?" <laughs> and I never do this. I said, "I'm a preacher." I said, "Why did I say that?" Because every time you say, "I'm a preacher," it's oh, lovely. A cup of tea, love. Come a cup of sugar. I said, I'm a preacher. And then he says, watch this. He said, you know what, Ray? He said, when I come to sit by you, see, I'm trying to show you how much God wants to reach you. He said, when I come and sat by you on the plane, I looked at you and I thought, there's, there's something about this guy. I said, I'm not gay. I re I, well, no offense, no offense, but I'm not. He says, no, I'm not saying that. He said, I sat by you and I thought, there's, there's something about you. He said, can I tell you something I've never told anyone? That's why I never say I'm a preacher. Because you're there for three hours, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, this time, I'm a, he, says, he, says, he says, 15 years ago I had a dream. And in the dream, I was on my knees before this person who I knew to be Jesus. He wasn't religious. I just knew it was Jesus. And in the dream, I was pouring out all my sins, all my sins, all my sins. And they were bad sins. I mean, really bad sins. I mean, I've lived a bad life and this stuff. And I'm pouring all this out to, to, this, to Jesus. And he, said, and he said, I'm a portrait artist. I read faces. And when I'm pouring out all my sins... Jesus was standing there like, yeah. And then right at the end, I said, but Jesus, I don't believe in you. And he said, that's when his eyes dropped in disappointment. And I woke up. He said, Ray, can you tell me what that dream meant? I said, okay. <laughs> Watch this. I said, Alex, you have just described to me what thousands of theologians have written thousands of books trying to explain to people. I said, do you know when you were pouring out all your sins to him? He said, yeah. Do you know, he said, you're a portrait artist. Yeah, he said, I looked at his face and he was not moved. It was as if, so what? I said, the reason why, Alex, the look on his face was like, so what? Is because he's paid for all of your sins. Your sin isn't a problem to Jesus. Your, your belief is. Your pride is. He said, is that why he dropped his eyes? I said, that's why he dropped his eyes. He was, his disappointment wasn't in the fact that you're a bad sinner. His disappointment was in you did not believe you're forgiven. He said, wow. He said, I, I said, listen. I said, when you go home tonight, I said, have you talked to him since? 
No, he said, I'm too embarrassed. I said, well, go home. Go, go home. To, I'm not going to, you know, I said, go home. You need to go home on your own. You need to have a chat with Jesus and tell him this time that you understand and, and you're going to receive forgiveness and, and let him change your life. Do you know what? I had a phone call the following day. He called me up. He said, hey, Ray, have a guess. I've sorted it. Come on, somebody say amen to this house. Right? Sorted it! I've sorted it! It's time to sort it. It's time to sort it. And look at you. Some of you even hate yourself. You're in the presence of one who loves you totally and absolutely, unconditionally. And he says, why don't you let me into your life? Why don't you, why don't you just, why don't you surrender control of your life? You've tried long enough to sort it out. And here you are this morning in the King's Church Newport, listening to this guy talking, and you never felt, you never thought. See, see, there's something going on right now, isn't there? Do you know what that is? That's, that's Jesus speaking to your heart. And this is what we're going to do, right? I mean, I, I just come back from Africa, right? In one service, I had the privilege of preaching to 50,000 people. And at the end of that, over 1,000 people said, sort me out, Jesus. You know what? In Wales, you think, people say, oh, religion and people in church, no one goes to church. Hey, listen, no one, hello, no one goes to church? Look around you. Come on, somebody. I mean, on a Sunday morning in Wales, but we haven't seen anything yet. You're going to see queues of people outside of churches. There's going to be a massive revival in Wales. And with the stuff that's going on in the world right now, only God knows why Trump is the president. I don't know. I'll leave it to him. My God. But God's in control. But at the moment, you, at the moment, you've not allowed God to help you. So this is what I'm going to do. In just a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer like this, right? This is what changed my life. Jesus, I didn't know that my sins were forgiven. And I didn't know that you loved me unconditionally. And I didn't know that I had to invite you into my life. But I want to do that now. I'm going to pray a prayer like that. It's a bit like remember me. <laughs> That's all you have. Remember me. I'm here, God. God, if it's just, I'm here, God. Here I am. I can't say, just here I am. Sort it. I'd like you to bow your head where you are right now. The children have been so well behaved here. I want you to bow your head. I want you to lock in on your own. Don't talk to the person next to you because this is so private. Your soul, the place where you are in your heart is so private. But that's where Jesus goes and he's going there now. And he is saying, you see, I've been speaking to you for a while. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. Just, just, just receive my forgiveness. Just receive my life. I've done it all for you 2,000 years ago. All I want you to do is believe. Have a little faith. With every head bowed and every eye shut, this is what I'm going to do, okay? I'm going to count to three. I do this everywhere I go. 
I'm going to count to three. And if you say, Ray, what you said this morning relates to me. And I want to sort it with Jesus this morning. I really do. I really do. Not asking you to join this church or any church. We're asking you to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Let him come into your life. Receive his forgiveness. Don't leave if you know God has spoken to you. So when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to raise your right hand where you're sitting, okay? I will see your hand, and I will just pray for you. That's it. And as I pray, you are going to believe, and as you believe, Jesus is going to come to take residence in your life. And I'm telling you, your life will never be the same again. Here we go now. If you want me to pray for you, come on, you know it's your time. Here we go. One. When I count to three, when I get to three, I want you to put your hand right up. Keep it up for a few seconds. I'll see it and I'll pray. Here we go. One. Two. Three. Raise your hand high. High, high. High, please. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. On the back, down on the front. Yes. Yes, I see, I see all these hands. Come on, raise your hand high. Is there anybody else? Raise it up high. High, high. We want to see you. There's hands going up everywhere here. On the back, on the tiered seating. Holy Spirit, you see all these hands here. And there's still some more. There's a gentleman over here. I see these hands going up. You see them, Lord. You see them. You see their hearts. And right now, they are simply saying, sort me out. So, Jesus, I hand them over into your safekeeping. I thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love. And I thank you. Their lives will never be the same again. Now you can give Jesus a big hand clap. Now you need to give Jesus some praise in this house. He's the resurrection and the life. <laughs> if you didn't raise your hand... Pastor Dave's going to come in a moment, and he's going to explain how we can help. Those who raised your hand, he's going to explain to you how we can help you. We don't want you to go out. That's why we are here, is to help you in your walk with God. And Dave, Pastor Dave, could you come up? And uh, Pastor Dave's going to explain. And if you didn't raise your hand, he's, he's going to explain. Do you know what? We need to give God thanks this morning for Pastor Ray. Man, that was incredible, absolutely incredible. And I'm telling you now, Pastor Ray had an amazing message. But isn't it wonderful that he was obedient just to deliver what Jesus wanted to say to us this morning? I'm telling you, I felt like crying all the way through that because that's what I needed. I needed that. I needed that personal word from Jesus. And like Pastor Ray said this morning, maybe, you know, that word has just come right into your situation. And you prayed that prayer this morning. Do you know what? Something has happened. Something has happened when you just prayed that prayer or just spoke that word, remember me, remember me, help me. I'm telling you now, you go from this place this morning, completely changed, completely different. You really do. Can I just have a little welcome card? Can you pass me one of those? Oh, sorry, Ray. Um, that's brilliant. 
Listen, if you prayed that prayer, or if it's your first time here today uh, in, in, in church and you prayed, like Pastor Ray said, do you know what? Our, our main concern for you as a person is that you have that living relationship with Jesus. That's begun, that started this morning. And it's not about being a member in this church. We would love to see you. Again, we really would. We would love for you to be a part of this family. And if, if you'd like to, just take one of these leaflets away. You can, you can fill your details in and we'll get in contact with you and just explain just about what we do on a, on a weekly basis and what the church is about. And also, if you've got any questions that you want to speak to us about, then we want to answer those questions for you in the best way that we can. If you prayed the prayer, also we've got this little New Testament. It's an abundant life, New Testament. We would love for you to take uh, that away. It's our gift to you. It's free of charge. There's no obligation. There'll be uh, stewards at the back, the guys with the, the black T-shirts on. Andy, wave your hands in the air. Andy will give you one. And there's a number of guys around uh, the auditorium that can pass you a Bible, please take one. And if you need help in reading it, we've got a course called Discover New Life. It runs uh, for a number of weeks on a Sunday uh, before the service and after the service too sometimes that we can take you on. If you've got any questions, we can, we can uh, help you with that too. So don't forget to take these. Lord Jesus, I thank you today. Lord, for speaking to us through Pastor Ray. Lord, I thank you for being that voice into our hearts. Lots of times our hearts feel so empty, we feel so alone, and we've got so many questions and challenges in, in life, but you have come here this morning, and you've calmed the storm. For some of us, you've healed our bodies. For others of us, you've taken away fear and depression by the word that you've spoken to us. Lord, we just want to say thank you this morning. 